Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. This is Season 6, Episode 29. And if you have been keeping track at home, that is 268 episodes of goodness. My name is Britt. And I'm Sean. That's right, folks. I have given Craig the week off. I have dragged Sean into the studio because Sean has been keeping up on free agency. And guess what? I haven't. So Sean is here to set me straight on all the things free agency going on in the NFL. Sean, how the hell are you? I'm doing great. How are you? It's oh. March Madness, and I'm not talking about NCAA uh, basketball. I'm talking about NFL free agency. Hey, well, you know what? It sounds like you just stumbled onto a burning hot take if you need one. So, you know, <laughs> I think I'm a little loud. I'm just going to adjust my mic just a touch there. There we go. Okay, so we don't have Craig doing his normal excellent job Excuse me, of uh, balancing our sound out, so bear with me. I might have to play with the sound a little bit here and there. So, But first... Let's start where we always start. Sean, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking... Someone just happened to bring me something from Fox Farm Brewery. Oh. Oh. I am going to be drinking Wile from Fox Farm. It's a IPA. 7.4%. It's a Citra IPA. Have you had this before? Have I brought you this? I have not. I have not. sweet Jesus. Here we go. Are you going to freaking love this? Bush. So while he... Are you drinking out of the glass or out of a can? I am pouring it into a glass as we speak. Okay, so while he's pouring, I'll tell you that we were in Mystic, Connecticut this past weekend, my wife and I, and we always stop at Fox Farm Brewing, which is on the way home. Um, Very small brewery, tucked in the middle of nowhere, does not distribute. You have to go to them. But man, is their stuff amazing. And this is what he's drinking right now is my head and shoulder favorite beer they make. It's a Citra IPA. It is 7.4%, and you could literally guzzle it like water. It is that smooth, in my opinion. So let's see what he thinks of it. Sean, what do you think? I love the smell. It's got a good aroma to it. It's got that, you could definitely tell it's a Citra IPA. Mm-hmm. If you've been, if you're an IPA drinker, you know, when you put something to your nose, and it's you can get that just that hint of like orangey smell, and it's 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 definitely a citra. Let's see what he thinks. I like it. I very much like this. It is very smooth for an IPA. There's yes. no it's got you can tell it's got a little bit of bitterness, but it's not a bite to right. where it's just like, oh. Like like so. you know you're drinking an IPA, but mm-hmm. in terms of of the smoothness, it is one of the smoothest IPAs I've ever had. So we, we, we're going to have to take you there. It's We stop there on the way back every time. So when we go up there for Gunchmas in December, we will have to stop on the way back. It is a beautiful little old farm. That's all it mm. is. I mean, and it's just fantastic. There's, and the best thing is they sell all of their units by the can. So you don't have to buy a four-pack of something. You can get one of this and one of that, et cetera, et cetera. And that's literally what I did. We went, we, we went inside. This is on our way back from Mystic this past weekend. We went inside, and um, I, I got a pour of Wild because I'd had it before, and I knew I liked that beer. 15 minutes later, it was empty, and I had already put in an order on my phone because they encourage you to do orders in advance. I put in an order on my phone for nine cans of that to come back. Actually, I'm sorry, 11 cans. One for you, one for Craig, and one for a coworker, and the other eight were for me. So two of which are already gone, I'm going to admit. So I... I'm drinking regular old diet soda right now, 
And the reason for that is just that I did go away this weekend and we went to three different breweries. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't even get, I only had like two beers at each brewery, but still I'm giving my liver a little bit of recovery time because I not only did I do three different breweries, but then I came home on Sunday with my treasures from Fox farm and I drank two of those. So, (laughs) all right, so let's jump in. It's burning hot takes. What is burning in your brain in the world of football, sports, or pop culture right now? (laughs) Um, you know, I don't, I don't too much go into the, the pop culture stuff, but, uh, um, I am excited about watching. We were just talking about before recording the Mandalorian. Mm. I have not watched any of the episodes yet, but I'm excited to watch to watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> um, you know, big, you know, sci-fi fan myself, and uh, <clears throat> just that I haven't seen Quantumania yet either, and Me can't wait to see that. Um, and uh, but. The hot take I have is is, is all football, and um, I just keep seeing that you know how teams are not interested in Lamar Jackson, and um, you know I don't want to put the C word out there, but this is I, I just feel this is a whole collusion thing with the NFL. I mean, they want to show the players that we are not going to do what Cleveland did. Mm-hmm. And give out fully guaranteed contracts to people just because you're good. We don't care. We are the NFL. We are the owners. We, you know, we're giving we're giving money, but you know, we're they're. I mean, obviously, they're making a lot more than they're giving out. Mm-hmm. Even though these contracts that we see, we think they're, I mean, unbelievable. And you know, we would die for a quarter. Uh, a tenth, a hundredth of what they're making, you know. Yes, yes. Um, the the high end guys, anyway. But my my thing is, is, um, you know, they put out the the non restricted franchise tag, so teams can put in an offer, and n- there's nothing yet, mm-hmm. not one offer. And again, I think it's just, you know, the collusion thing. I so my thing is, how what do you? Th- how, what do you feel about this whole situation with, you know, it could be, you know, not guaranteed contracts for football, even though baseball has fully guaranteed stuff and, mm-hmm. or just in general about this, you know, and how he's being, maybe it's because he doesn't have a, a, an agent, but how he's not being like, but he's put, he's making, making an example of, I think. I think I I can understand why you would feel that way. I I disagree, though. I think what it is, and the reason is, you're not wrong. We definitely, we all, all of us, all five of the members of this team expected, um, and that being you, me, Craig, the cinch, and the source, all expected that there would be some action by now on Lamar, right? Somebody would step up to the plate. Mm -hmm. Especially now that the 4 o'clock period ended and, and, you know, Teams are officially able to talk to him. Yes. Here's the thing. Teams get one shot at this. And whatever, because he's he's restricted, he he they can match any offer. The Ravens can match any offer they want. Is it possible that there is collusion going on? Absolutely. Absolutely it's possible that they're trying to keep his price tag down. I think it's more likely that the QB carousel is rotating again this year. 
this is like the third straight year where we've seen massive changes at QB across the league. Um, mm-hmm. Matt, we just we found out that um, Matt Ryan is going to be released from the Colts. We've mm-hmm. already seen, um, and it's all these mid-level guys, right? We've seen all these mid-level guys change teams already. Let me see if I can. But, but come on, a team. I mean, I I know they're a uh, uh, um, shit show anyway. Let me just put it out there. Sure. But Washington, they could do this. They could offer. Why couldn't they offer Lamar? Um, um, a big co- contract, or, or at least try to go after him, put out an offer. They just literally signed Jacoby Brissett. Yes, and they have Sam Howell. But here's the oh, here's... oh breaking news! Breaking news! What do you got for and me? Carolina Panthers have just uh, are planning to sign. I'm sorry. Oh boy! But I th- think this is a done thing. Uh, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders to the Panthers is very interesting. So just so you guys know, we record on Wednesday night. So right now it's Wednesday night at, a, I don't even know what time it is, about 7.30 p.m. on the East Coast of the United States. So that would be, if you're sitting there going, that, that happened like a week and a half ago. It's just because you're listening to this a week and a half after we recorded it. So I, I hear what you're saying there with the quarterback thing, and you're not wrong. What I think is happening is that there are so many teams out there that want to see how this carousel turns. They only get to make one tender offer per team. Mm-hmm. If the Bills want him, they get one shot. The Bills need to know, A, not only what the market is, B, what they can afford, and C, what they're willing to pay. And those are three different things, and you have to get it right. But just think about all the quarterbacks that have already changed places. Kyle Allen goes to the Bills. Mike White goes to the Dolphins. I'm just running down the list really quickly here. Uh, Lamar Jackson has the franchise tag that's non-exclusive, so he may not be going anywhere. He might. Case Keenum has changed teams. Matt Ryan is getting released. C.J. Beathard. Are any of these world breeder names? No. But are they markets? Do they establish a market? Yes. Yes. Because C.J. Beathard... Okay, so C.J. Beathard signs a two-year, $4.5 million contract. (laughs) Big freaking deal. But you know that, that... You know where these lines are being drawn. Jared Stidham, two years, ten million. Jesus, who played him that? Here's the big one. Uh, Mike White got sixteen million for two years. Garoppolo getting three years, seventy-two yeah, that's million. That's the big one so far. Yeah, that's the big one so far. I think every team in the league that doesn't see the guy they want out there is watching this to find it. So that line has now been drawn, and you know Lamar's going to want like a four or five year deal. So now all of a sudden you're looking at. Four or five years for a hundred, maybe a hundred and twenty million dollars. So the first, the delay here is setting that line. You also, so it's a balancing act, right? If you act too soon, then you may come in under the radar, or you may end up overpaying. Mm -hmm. But if you wait too long, somebody else swoops in, or even worse, you put out an offer and the Ravens go, "We'll match that." Yeah, it's a dance. So. Could it be collusion? Sure, it could be. I I have no evidence that says you're wrong. I'm just I'm and I, I was surprised, but the more I thought about it, I was just like, it feels like everyone is doing a wait and see. Now the Raiders said, "Fuck wait and see." Here's Jimmy G. Here's seventy two point seven five million dollars. We're bulking up. I mean, the Raiders. I mean, heck, Sam Darnold and and and. Uh... Uh, Baker Mayfield got new contracts. 
Yes, all these low-level second-string guys, right? All these guys who are like QB 50 to 100 in the league, mm-hmm. your QB 2 and your QB 3 are signing these deals that are getting $5, $10 million a year. I mean, I'm just looking mm-hmm. right now at the Las Vegas Raiders. They brought in Garoppolo. They brought in Amir yeah. Abdullah. Okay, mm-hmm. big freaking deal. Amir Abdullah is going to be the, is going to give Josh Jacobs relief, and they're the guy. He's the guy they tagged. They brought mm-hmm. in Jacoby Myers. They re-signed <laughs> Brandon Parker again. Okay, they traded Waller to the Giants. <laughs> yes, yes, they're they're making wholesale changes now. Devonte Adams put something on his Instagram like, "If you haven't talked to me in a month, don't bother calling me to ask what I think." Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's still pissed at like cargo. But it feels like the Raiders are trying to turn over their roster a little bit and bring in guys that they like. There's no question. This is, oh, God, what the hell is the guy's name? I'm just talking to, I'm having a who's that guy moment for um, the coach of the Raiders. McDaniels. Yes, little Weasley guy. Can't win anything. There's no question <laughs> that McDaniels is big on Garoppolo, right? We know this. We know that he's big on Garoppolo. Yeah, and that's why he's... One of those guys from New England, so is Jacoby. So is Jacoby. Yeah, Jacob... was Jacoby Myers there when he was there? I think so, yeah. Okay, but again, these I, I think there's a wait-and-see attitude, but it's a very good point. If two or three weeks from now, if we go to, like say, the Easter time, and we're still having this conversation, like how come no one has put in an offer for Lamar, I think, you, I think your collusion point starts to gain some steam. But because the carousel has been turning so much this preseason, I... So, all right, so here's mine for you. Okay. Rumors out of Dallas. So I... So Sean's going to set me straight on a lot of these free agent moves, by the way, because mm-hmm. I have done very, very little on, on the free agent stuff. But the rumor out of Dallas is that Zeke is done. I think it might be official. I think okay. it is now official. I'm not seeing it on the NFL Network page, but that doesn't mean it's not official. That just means they haven't updated the page. Mm-hmm. Tony Pollard gets the non-exclusive franchise tag. What yeah. the hell do they do? They have to match Pollard now, right? There's no oh, choice. Yeah. They have to. So if the New York Giants decide to be dicks and drive up a dump truck full of money to Tony Pollard's door, <laughs> what does Dallas do? I don't know. <laughs> Draft somebody. I mean, unfortunately, I still like having good running backs, but unfortunately, they've become expendable but you gotta have you gotta have one otherwise you're playing a dime against them every down (laughs) i mean Uh, i don't know their offensive line is made of paper you can rush we've seen we've seen it this year and i'm sorry dallas fans i know you always think you're always down on dallas not always but usually we've seen three-man rushes get to dak prescott that's how bad their offensive line is there is no reason they can't play a dime if they don't have a serviceable running back. So yeah. I, I, I think I think I mean I'm the Bears are in the same position right now. David Montgomery signed to by the Lions. And what was our answer? We signed Travis Homer. So our running backs are Khalil Herbert and Travis Homer and Ebner. I, I think we need to address it somewhere else as well. I think I think this is is more a the Travis Homer the, the Montgomery for Homer swap so to speak for lack of a better term. Um, you know I've always been a Montgomery guy. I've always I've always been a Montgomery backer. I think this speaks to the Bears' faith in Khalil Herbert more so mm-hmm. than their faith in Travis Homer. 
Now, you were going to sit there, and I already know what you're thinking. What on earth have you seen that makes you think you can have faith in Khalil Herbert? Yep. I don't, my, my I don't know the answer to that question. But I think it's what's more likely, that the Bears have faith in Khalil Herbert or that they think Travis Homer is the answer? I think they have a, I think they have faith in the system. Okay, so it's a system thing, and they think Khalil think Herbert so. fits in the system. Again, the guy's yeah, still. And, yeah, I guess Herbert does too. I mean, yeah, Homer, Homer, and but I mean, yeah, <laughs> Khalil Herbert. I mean, how many how many games did Travis Homer play this year? He didn't play the full season, did he? I think he was what ten or t- I read it, and it was like ten or twelve. Okay, we're pulling it up. We're doing it live. Travis Homer stats. Here it comes. It's loading player info stats. Guy needs a haircut. <laughs> uh, he missed against the Rams. Okay, he only missed four games this year, Travis Homer. Okay. He only missed four games. Okay, good for him. How many did Khalil Herbert miss? I don't think any. He played the whole season? I think so. Good for him if he did. Uh, he played in 13 games. Okay. When the hell did he miss games in 2022? I don't know. Was he healthy? And it doesn't tell me. Oh, no, there it is. He had a four-game stretch near the end of the season. He did not appear in weeks 11 through 14. Okay. Okay, so so you're talking about two guys who missed, missed a combined <laughs> seven games in the last year. Both have significant injury histories, in my opinion. I don't know what the Bears are thinking there. I would not I, have faith. I I was thinking that they were going to try for Sanders or um, even give a shot at. I know, I know, I I can't stand him either. But Rashad Penny, give him a shot, even though he's got a big bigger injury risk mm-hmm. than anybody else. Well, Penny but of course went to the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. I mean that, but that before before he signed. But when I saw who's the free agents, I mean. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I mean, I, unless they draft somebody, which is a possibility, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know what round. Not not that first round. God no. So but, um, let let can we go there for a second? Let's take a break from the free agency talk. I want to hear mm-hmm. from you what your thoughts are on the Bears trading out of that one pick. Do you like uh, what they did? Do you dislike it? What, what, as a Bears fan and a guy who knows this team better than any of our other contributors, what's your take? I loved the trade. I think Poles did an excellent job, and I think he's he's doing a very good job as a general manager. I know last year it was all – I mean, he got rid of Roquan Smith, which I didn't like, but it was all about getting stuff ready for the future. So it was all about – and Roquan had a beef against the Bears since the beginning, pretty mm-hmm. much, it seems like. So, you know, they got rid of it. The addition by subtraction, they've, they've in free agency, they've already addressed linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, one of the top, actually, linebackers, if I remember correctly. Can't think of the name now. Oh, God. Uh, but anyway, um, so I think he did an excellent job with that trade. Uh, he's got, he got the, you know, a number nine, the number nine pick for the number one. It's a flip. Mm-hmm. He's got he got another number one pick. Normally, I'd say you'd want another number one pick, but the addition of DJ Moore in that trade, which is essentially an established number one right mm. there, you know, there's no guessing he's a number one. 
he he that put it over the top. I know we got a, a couple second rounders as well, mm-hmm. so we've also got second rounders in it. Um, I think he did an excellent job. I want to say fleecing Carolina uh, for for those uh, picks and um, to get DJ Moore out of it was was just Icing. a crazy bonus. Yeah, because. Um, again, I think it's better than getting another number one pick just because you know what he is. He doesn't have a crazy contract. He's still 25 years old. Mm-hmm. He's um, got He's got a thousand yard seasons with horrible quarterbacks mm-hmm. in Carolina. And um, it's just, and there was no, there's no wide receivers that were on the market, free agent market that were, like yeah, that's the number one, or or even close to it, or mm-hmm. um, in the draft that are like, hey, this is a surefire guy. There wasn't that this year in the draft either, so this was a home run, I think. I and I, I agree. I I I I think the number one overall pick, in rare exceptions, is highly overrated. There there are generational talents that you get at the one pick, but they are rare. Do you know who the last number one pick to make the Hall of Fame was? Oh jeez! I'll tell you, last number one pick. It, it, it was uh, yeah. Go ahead. It was it was Peyton Manning. Okay, 19, that's that's where I was gonna go. Yeah, nineteen ninety eight in mm-hmm. a league where the average career is four years, and most guys at the most like the top level guys maybe play ten. That means we have at least twelve years where we have not had somebody like really really good. Now, okay, let's run down the list just for shits and giggles. It's the off season. Okay. Let's, let's go backwards. You can just tell me, based on what you've seen so far, do you think this guy's going to make the Hall of Fame? Uh, 2022, Trayvon Walker, Jaguars, we can skip him. He's only had one year in. 2021, mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence. I haven't seen enough to make him think I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Too, too early to tell. I, I like the improvements I saw, though. 2020, Joe Burrow. I think if he stays healthy, he's there. Yeah. So he's he's a likely candidate, right? He's got the he's got strong potential mm-hmm. based on what we've seen. Twenty nineteen, Kyler Murray, no, <laughs> no, not 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 right now, no. Twenty eighteen, Baker Mayfield, no, no. Twenty seventeen, Miles Garrett, no. Mm. Oh, you're on no, the fence about no, Garrett, but, okay? Yeah. Not 20, right now. No. Twenty sixteen, Jared Goff, no. <laughs> Poor Jared Goff. Twenty fifteen, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston is going to the Hall of Fame, but he's going to have to buy a ticket. 2014, Jadavian Clowney. Mm. Who's now a free agent. Yeah, I would not mind the Bears signing him. Wouldn't mind it, but he's not. He's not. 20, 2013, God help us, Eric Fisher. Oh, my God, the Chiefs one pick. <laughs> 2012, Andrew Luck. No, but he also retired before his time. 2011, Cam, He would have been. Cam Newton. I think he would have been. Cam Newton in 2011. Cam. I'm just going to hyperdrive it now because these are easy. 2010, Sam maybe. Bradford. Cam Newton? Are you kidding? No, no, you're right. No, not, no, he won't be. 2010, Sam Bradford. 2009, Matt Stafford. 2008, offensive tackle Jake Long. 2007, Jamarcus Russell. Nah. My, my point is, there's probably a lot more value in what the Bears have done than there would be. Of that list, I just read, what, like 15, 16 names? What do we say? Like mm-hmm. maybe two or three have the potential to make the Hall of Fame? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, But I, those I, are always a priority. Those are always a priority. Yes. 
But I mean, I mean, 2004 was Eli Manning. We didn't go back a couple more years. We go back to 2004. Eli Manning. Eli's gonna get in. Whether or not you like Eli Manning, Eli's gonna get into the goddamn Hall mm-hmm. of Fame. Oh yeah, yeah, he's got two titles. He's the only quarterback to beat Tom Brady twice in a Super Bowl. He's getting into the Hall of Fame. So he definitely. So yep. I mean, I just I mean, you look at this list, and you're just like, oh my god, some of these names: Kajana Carter, Jeff George, <laughs> uh, Vinny Testaverde. <laughs> you know, I mean, now we're going back into the '70s. I and get that, it, and that, and you're going, and you're going into people that were okay. Some yeah. of these people, Vinny was okay. You know, they, but not, yeah, not I mean, a Hall of. And then, and then, of course, you do, again, you have those generational talents. You have mm-hmm. John Elway in '83. You have mm-hmm. Earl Campbell in 1978. <laughs> um, I'm yep. still going back with Jim Plunkett in '71, Terry Bradshaw in '70, OJ Simpson in '69. Yes, you have these generational talents. I don't see a generational talent out there this year. Not that no. I need. Not that I need a one pick for. I don't see anybody I need to have at the one pick. No, which is another thing that 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 I was like. People are talking about them keeping the one and and, and trading Fields and and I'm like, for Fields who? is better than well for picks I think, but Fields is better than any one of those guys that are on that board for this year. Yeah. And I liked what I saw out of him last year. The improvements. Mm-hmm. Does he still have ways to go? Yes, oh, obviously. Yeah. The pat, you know, the passing, you know, he's got to, he's got to be able to read the field a little better, read defenses a little better. But mm-hmm. we saw strides. Unlike the number two pick, the Jets, Zach uh, Wilson, or Zach Wilson, um, yeah, who didn't start improving year two, right? And they're done with him, which is why Aaron Rodgers is now going to intended to be a jet the whole time. So let's let's <laughs> let's transition there. That's a great segue right there. The Rodgers to the Jets thing has spurned a lot of conversation inside of our recording team. There are many different positions on it. Cinches <clears throat> of the cinches of the position that no matter what the Jets pay at this point, it makes them at least a playoff contender. The source has said that even or was it cinches that they made the source said. Okay, hold on. Let me get my let me get my people right. The source said that he thinks that it will not be a blockbuster payment and that it'll be worthwhile. He's talking about like somewhere in like the later rounds, like a fifth or sixth rounder. He says that they pay up in the second or third round. It's a waste because all it does is make them a playoff team. Cinch says if it's a second or third rounder, it's viable because the Jets might actually be a Super Bowl contender and in, in, in that the, their defense is so good that putting in an experienced quarterback might lift the offense to a point where they could be a contender. I'm of the point of view that Aaron Rodgers is only going to play two or three years. So paying anything more than a five pick is absolutely overpaying for him. And he is not going to have lasting impact on it. Where do you fall on all of this? Because we're seeing the gambit. We see we have one contributor saying this could make them a Super Bowl contender. We've got one person who says this might make them a playoff contender. And you've got me saying I don't care what they do because they're going to overpay for him no matter what they do here. What is the proper price, and how much of a difference does it make for the Jets, in your opinion? Well, <clears throat> they have they believe that they are really good on um, also really set on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. They were fifth last year overall um, in defense. What that means, 
who knows what that means for the upcoming year. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But they're going to have a good defense. Their offense is up and coming. You got your 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 main two wide receivers, Moore and and uh, Wilson. Mm-hmm. You've got a good running back if he's comes back the same he was prior to getting injured. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so you got you got the pieces there. But do you think you know, that Rogers is that missing piece? I think it's. I mean. If he was in the, if this team was in the NFC, oh yeah, this would be a different conversation. I would say, I would say, yes, definitely Super Bowl contender. This team in the AFC, no, they could be top four in that division or that that conference. I, I was you've just about got, to say, you've got I, you've, you've go, got wait, Casey, you've got Sin Cincy, and you've got um, uh, why am I blinking? Miami, KC. Oh, uh, uh, oh, in, in the Cincy. conference, KC, Cincy, Buffalo, Buffalo. Thank you, Buffalo. Those are the three. They could be that fourth team, and once you're in that mix, you roll the dice and see where you land. Right? I mean, so they are in the mix to be there. See, I don't know that this makes them even the fourth best team in their division. I see. That's uh, in their division. Yes. The oh, Bills, wow. okay. The Bills are cl- the Bills are clearly the best team in the division, right? Miami, if Tua can they, stay on yeah. his feet, has shown that they can win games. They're an up and coming mm-hmm. team. Now it's a big if. Mm-hmm. That's a huge if. Yep. So Craig is off tonight somewhere in the universe. Craig just looked up and sniffed the air, and his wife said, "What's the matter?" And he said, "They're talking about Tua. I can sense it. <laughs> like Jedi shits going on over there." Okay, so Miami is up and coming. The Patriots are completely still in rebuilding mode. I get it. Uh-huh. Uh, who am I forgetting in that division? Jets. That's it. Is that is just the four? Okay, so maybe the yep. third best in their in their division. I I don't know that this move puts them ahead of either Buffalo or Miami. I... They don't. They don't have to be ahead of Buffalo. They just have to be good enough to make the playoffs. Right. And then let somebody else deal with Buffalo in the playoffs. And I mean, play. they beat they beat Buffalo last year with Mike White and Zach Wilson at quarterback. That's true. I I I, I mean, they. Uh, I had a, a statistic that if they had at least scored, I can't remember how many more points a game. It was not a lot. It brought them to maybe nineteen twenty points a game. Mm-hmm. They would have won like five more games. I, I Com- just does 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 having Rodgers instead of Zach Wilson and Mike White give you five more you know but four four more points a game? I think it does. I think that's it a reasonable could, argument. Yeah, I think I think comp any kind of competent quarterback play, and they would have had a a, a, a good chance of making the playoffs last year. Um, that's fair. so. Can they can they do it? It, it? You know, I mean, obviously it's going to depend on their 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 schedule and how it is. And maybe they had a weak schedule last year, and it, they still only got that. Who knows? But that might help. You know, might determine some things. But they can. I think they are there in that conversation with him. So back to your point of, is it what compensation do you get with this? Right. What's too much? <sighs> First is too much. Oh yeah. To, uh, with the potential of being there, I mean, you, uh, 
The thing is, you don't even know if it's two years. You might be even doing for one. Yeah. I if I really thought that I could win this thing next year, um, just give it a shot. You know, um, their owner isn't getting any younger, so he wants mm-hmm. to. He needs to win now. Mm-hmm. Um, I would give up a third round. I would give up a third round, especially if you get him for two years, and you uh, say you make. The, the divisional round one year, the AFC championship the next year, and with a chance to to get to the Super Bowl, I'd say it's worth it. Yeah, I, I think anything higher than a five is, is overpaying because of the insecurity. If I knew I was going to get three or four years out of Rodgers, I would say, okay, go ahead and pay a second or a third. But like, I, I just, I just don't. He, he is so flaky, and he is going to struggle so bad. I, listen, Aaron Rodgers is a savvy individual. <laughs> He's also a little bit of an asshole. He is not going to, if things go bad in New York early, it is going to be way worse. In Green Bay, we all know, they put up a statue to Mike Holmgren because he won a Super Bowl. A Super Bowl. Okay. R-E-L-A-X. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's how Green Bay rolls. They will put up a statue if you make if you win one Super Bowl. In New York... Eli Manning won two Super Bowls and they ran him out of town. So, you know, I, I, it's it's different. Does that mean he can't handle it? No, but I don't think he has the kind of personality to handle that level of adversity. Oh, I think he has the personality to just, I don't give a fuck. And that's it. Oh, but, sorry. <laughs> no, well, no, that's, we're, we're an explicit podcast. You can say that. Yeah, yeah. But um, I just, I don't know how well that'll play in New York. Like, the source was listening to sports radio today out of New York, and they're talking about the Jets being Super Bowl contenders. And we're like, they haven't even completed a trade yet. Everybody's settled down here. They haven't even completed a trade yet. How do you? Mm. What? You, you guys are booking your tickets, and and it's 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 way too early. I just I so, worry that they, if they start out like two and four, that the the, the ground just falls in from under them because it's not going to be as as easy to bounce back as it is in Green Bay. So I was I was also listening to some of the sports talk radio as well, and I, I don't know I, the one of the biggest Jets fans on the radio. That's that's also a, a, you know one of the one of the personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was like, "This puts us there in the conversation." He's not yeah. saying that it, yeah we're gonna be a Super Bowl winner. But it puts us there, and that's more than what we've had in a long time. I just don't know what that puts them in the conversation. Mm. I just, I just, I think, I think Jet fans are Jet fan. Listen, you and I are Met fans. We disappointment is our lot in life. We know this. <laughs> Sorry, right? Jets fans. So, and exactly, Jet fans are the same way. I just, I, I maybe it's because of my cynicism around baseball. That I sit there and I go, guys, you just got to take a step back. But I mean, we know Cinch is like this too every year. The Mets start off seven and three, and he's like, "This is it. This is the year." And I'm like, "Let's see where they are in September, because that's where it always seems to go awry." And the last year they were pretty good. I'm not going to complain too much about last year, but I tend mm-hmm. to temper my optimism. I think, and I think Jet fans fail to do that as we fail to do it as Met fans, and I think it's going to come back to bite them in the ass. I do. I do. It could. It could. But just having that excitement and that chance is is more than what they've had in a long time. I don't know. So I think they're willing to risk it. I've had a lot of lonely rides back on the seven. 
I mean, hell, we're we're going for our own, and as Mets fans, we're going for our own Rogers. As we're going for Verlander to, and and a forty-year-old, another forty-year-old Mark Scherzer to do what they, you know, can can get us to the promised land. We're kind of doing the same thing <laughs> as yeah. Mets fans, as 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 the Jets fans are doing with Rogers. So I, let's go for it. That's what we're doing as Mets fans. I want to win this year. They're going to put us over the top, right? I think I think the big difference, and you you you're right. It's a very similar situation. The big difference is we got those two guys in free agency. We didn't have to trade draft picks. Mm, true. And that's I think that's the big difference here is that there's a price to be paid outside of dollars and cents, and that is really what's going to come back to bite you. And yes, you're going to trade. Isn't it, isn't it if you sign a free agent that was on a team, you have to give them some kind of. Or, or, I, well, there's compensatory picks. Yeah. So they. they know. But, it's but never, picks it's in never... baseball. Picks in baseball are a lot different. Yes, picks in baseball are a lot different. You're absolutely right. It's, it's apples and oranges when you compare it. But, you know, getting somebody in free agency, no matter what the sport is, is a different animal than when you trade for them. So, mm-hmm. all right. So we're, we're almost out of time. I have one question. Oh, I, my God. I know. We've been on for almost 40 minutes already. Um, I want to hear from you because you've been following the free agency. About free agency. Yeah. Well, we've been talking about free agency, people moving teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the what 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 move has impressed you the most or shocked you the most or you see think see as the most substantial move to benefit a team? Like what one pick and it doesn't have to be the most, but what stands out when I ask that question, what stands out to you and you go, Wow, that's a move. Mm, okay. Um and I didn't prep him for this question at all, folks. No, so. no, yeah, I'm I'm trying to think. Um I mean, I think I, I it, some of them haven't even happened. I mean, Orlando Brown is still out there. I think whoever gets Orlando Brown is going to have a, you know, a great addition to their team. Um, I mean, some of it's even maybe they re-signed their own guys that were going to be free a- agents. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, wow. What was the biggest... Well, let me tell you mine while you have a moment to think about yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. And it's one that no one has talked about whatsoever because this guy clearly comes in as the number two. It's Jamal Williams to the Saints. Mm. Everybody knows last year I was a big Jamal Williams guy. And let's be honest, for the first seven weeks of the season, he made me look like a genius. And then he had a string of games between weeks 13 and 16 where his best production was 37 yards. (laughs) <laughs> and it wasn't for lack of carries. He averaged 2.3 yards a carry. And his longest yard, his longest run in that stretch was 12 yards. Okay. So, yeah. but and then he comes back and he gets 144 against the bears. And he start he finishes the season with 72 against the Packers, et cetera, et cetera. I think with Derek Carr going there, you've got the pass catching back. If he doesn't go to jail, we don't know what's going to happen. Why am I drawing the blank on his name now? Jesus, the running back in the Saints who's been there forever. Craig would kill me. He's his favorite player. <laughs> Kamara, Kamara. Thank you. Alvin Kamara. He loves Alvin Kamara. You've got Kamara, the pass catching back out of the backfield, but Jamal Williams can do that one thing that Kamara has struggled to do, which is rush through holes and accelerate through lines. So this is a massive upgrade to me. You've brought in the quarterback. You've got the wideout already there if Thomas can stay healthy, and you've got the pass-catching running back. You basically just brought in Mark Ingram 
Mm. And we know that's when the Saints were at their best is when they had that <clears throat> combo of Kamara and Ingram together. I think the Jamal Williams signing is epic for the Saints. Mm. What about you? What's good on your end? <sighs> you know, wow. it's it, it, There's so many like pieces that are good. I mean, I love, I love the, that, um, how the bears got their, the, the, the linebacker. Oh my God. I can't think of the name now. I'm losing it. Oh, but, Tremaine Edwards. Um, yes. And, well, they signed two guys. They got signed Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards. Ed, Edwards. The Edmonds one is, is the That's really the good one. one. I love that. I, um, I'm kind of upset. They didn't get McGillic, McGillicuddy, the offensive line, but that's a big thing for Denver. Mm-hmm. Denver is, they've made they've made some good. I think Denver as a team has made some good free agency signings. Um, you know because they're going to need it with, you know, to to try to figure out what the heck is wrong with Russell Wilson there. Yeah, I mean they 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 brought in Ben Powers at guard. They brought in McGlinchey at offensive tackle. McGlinchey, um, that's the one. So they're I definitely trying to beef up that offensive line. They brought in Samaj Perrine, which upset Craig greatly. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, yeah, I, I definitely see. I see a lot of a lot of like you look at some teams, like you mentioned Denver. You look at the Titans. The Titans have signed five free agents, according to NFL.com. Two of them are offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Then you scroll up one team to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They have signed zero offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. It's like the teams that are clearly trying to bulk up their offensive lines are trying to bulk up their offensive lines. Yeah. I mean, it's not hard to see which ones are really chasing it, which ones aren't. Yep. So, okay. We are. So, ju- yeah. So, uh, well, I, I was going to go. I mean, like I said, there's, there's some free agents out there that are still like, you know, they're probably upset because they haven't gotten signed yet, but you got Dalton Schultz at tight end. You've got Darius Slay at cornerback, Orlando Brown Jr., I, I know you. You're gonna miss him over in KC. Yeah, he's gonna uh, be a huge yeah. problem to fill. Uh, Javanian Clowney is now a free agent. You know, you know the running back that I want to see Chicago sign. Who's that? <clears throat> and I know they signed Travis Homer, so I don't know if it's gonna be because you're gonna start getting a a, a, a crowded backfield. Mm-hmm. You know who's the free agent? Who? Alexander Madison. How he hasn't been signed yet is amazing to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. He has done nothing but eat when he's had the opportunity in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm, I'm very ex- wondering, I'm like questioning why he hasn't been signed yet, and as a, as a, a, a head running, as a, you know, to give him a shot. I can agree with that. For me, that was going to be my, 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 that was a question I had on my list and I forgot to ask as well, is who's out there that you're interested to see where they go. And so mm-hmm. Alexander Madison is a great answer. For me, it's Damian Harris. Because mm-hmm. Damian Harris has got all this mm-hmm. talent, mm-hmm. all this potential, but all he seems to do is get hurt. Yeah. And it's like, where, what team is going to take a chance on him? I would love to see, and again, I think we had a joke about this the other day on the podcast, on the podcaster's thread that the, I, I want the Chiefs to have all the running backs. Get all the running backs <laughs> into the Chiefs. I think Hilaire is done in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, I, sadly, I just oh, don't you know think... know what? He, what's that? 
then there you go. You go ahead. You go sign Harris. Chicago, go sign Madison. We're good. You know what? I'll give you Madison and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in a in a joint deal so that you can have both <laughs> those guys. That's fine. Hilaire's not. These are all guys, all guys who can't seem to stay on the field. Madison hasn't had as, as bad. A, he's always been the number two. We just don't know. I have a bad feeling that Alexander Madison is like a modern day mm. Kenneth Davis. Remember Kenneth Davis played behind Thurman Thomas forever? Mm-hmm. And they were like, this guy could be a starter anywhere else, but he plays behind Buffalo in Buffalo because he likes to keep making Super Bowls, blah, blah, blah. And then I think he went to Carolina in like the last couple years of his career. And they were like, this is it. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Davis is going to shine. And he stunk. Some guys, <laughs> some guys are just better in that kind of relief slash shared role. And I mm-hmm. think I have a feeling that Alexander Madison is one of those types. But- I would take the chance. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely worth a chance at this point, particularly if you're in a situation like you are with the Bears where you're worried about it, you know, mm-hmm. where you're sitting there going, OK, we got two guys that combined for seven missed games last year. Um, what, what happens if they both go down at the same time? Mm-hmm. You know, that's essentially where you're at with that. But all right, let's wrap it up. We oh, have a long what's one up? other one other one other running back. Who's that? Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt's oh, a free he, agent. He's done. You think so? Yeah. Right. I just I just don't see it. I don't I can see him going somewhere and being like Sean McCoy has been the last couple of years where he's like a, a change of pace or the two guy. But I mm. he's he's done being even a, a a solid shared role, in my opinion. I just I don't see any fantasy value in him and I don't see any team that's gonna I mean like if the if you told me tomorrow that the Bears signed Kareem Hunt, I'd be like, eh. I guess he fills a hole, but I think he's done. Okay. But we have a long off season ahead of us. So we're going to have a lot more conversations like these, but uh, let's move on to final thoughts. Sean, what is your final thought now that we are into the free agency, free agency period? What advice or what do you want people to watch for? What advice are you giving us in free agency? Dream. Just dream. Dream of what, you know, this is the time where no one, there. everyone's in first place. You know, you're, I'm, I, I put a futures bet on my Chicago Bears to, oh, to no. make the NFC championship game. Sweet Jesus. What does so, that pay? Plus, um, plus 3,000. That's it? Yep. I would have thought it'd been more than 3,000. That mean, was, that was before they traded the pick. Mm-hmm. Just say it. Yeah. Before they traded the pick and, and got DJ Moore. You know, the other so. day, I'm so I'm sitting in Mystic, and this is getting, my final thought is just going to be about the upcoming tournament. Uh, we've got the NCAA tournament starting. Bet responsibly. If you're in a state that is, is dealing with betting, probably for only the first or second year in a row, bet responsibly. The other day, I'm sitting in a brewery in Mystic, Connecticut, mm. and um, all of a sudden, they had Fox Sports on. Which, by the way, I watched like the entire Junior National Cornhole Championships while I was in Mystic. <laughs> These kids were just... Dis- the next podcast. Oh my God, disgustingly <laughs> good. Disg- and, and you and I have both curled. They were throwing bags and talking strategy like, just block the hole. You put it right here, he can't get by or he's got to come over. The-. I'm like, holy shit, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to get the fucking bag to stay on the board. <laughs> but these kids were amazing, but they're running at the bottom of the screen. The odds for um, the the um, college basketball tournament. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was watching it, and all of a sudden I see UConn 15-1. And I went, 15-1? Hmm. to 1? Yeah. 
And it was like, they were like one of the top 10 teams odds wise. And I was like, there is no universe in which UConn should be one of the top 10 teams to win this. I think they're a four seed in this tournament. So they're in the top 16, but they're outside the top 12. I was just like, what in the holy hell? So then I said to myself, you know what? You're a proud alumni. Go online and throw a dollar on Connecticut. <laughs> Can't do it. It's illegal in the state of Connecticut to bet on any team that houses in the Connecticut. Really? Yep. If you go wow. on, if you go on, like say DraftKings right now, you can pick mm-hmm. an and you can pick an NCAA team to win the tournament. But when you go to the list, it will say teams uh, teams eligible to win the NCAA tournament outside the state of Connecticut. Yeah. Okay. They they wrote it into our law, and I remember I remember Craig telling us this a long time ago that they had done that. But yeah, it's ugh. It, listen, bet responsibly if you're going to bet in the tournament. That's all I'm saying. That's Definitely. all I'm saying. University of North Carolina Ashleford is not winning the championship. Yeah, my my bet on the the Bears was not a large bet. I'm not betting no. the, in the house on it. It's just some fun money that you can afford. Do you not, know and. Do not run out and put hundreds of thousands of dollars on Iona to win the national championship. It is not <laughs> going to happen. Well, they're plus yeah. 15,000. That's great. You're just going to put There's your... a reason they're plus 15,000. Yes. Put that money in an envelope and send it to me. I will put it to better use than you will by, be by betting on Iona. Yep. So, but you know what you can bet on? You can bet on this podcast. And the best way to do that is to go ahead and leave us a review. We're on a number of different podcast directories at this point. Anywhere you found us, please leave us a review. It would help us out a lot. You can also reach out to us. You want to give us some ideas. You want to tell us how, what you think. You've got an idea on who should who the Bears should sign at their, their running back position. <laughs> Send us an email. We are FignutsDFS at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at FignutsDFS. And we're also reachable on Facebook. We are the Football Fignuts Podcast on Facebook. Sean, thank you so much for stepping in and giving Craig a much-needed week off. I'm sure no, he, no problem. He's sitting on his couch right now in the dark, sipping bourbon, going, those two assholes are killing my podcast right now. <laughs> Six years down the shitter. Oh, maybe I can start a cornhole podcast. Guaranteed that's what he's sitting there right now doing. So, <laughs> And at least, it, and the funny part is I have to send this file to him to master. So he's still going to be like, I wasn't doing that, but he probably was. <laughs> so. Well, thanks for joining me, Frank. Keep an eye on these. I rely on you telling me what the hell is going on in free agency because my mind is still burnt out from the season. So I really do appreciate it. We will be back. I don't know if I will not be here next week. Where am I next week? Oh, I'm at a fundraiser next week. I have to go to a a, a fundraiser concert thing that I, Ooh. yeah, I won tickets and yeah, <laughs> kind of obligated yeah. to go now. So my wife is try my wife has been encouraging me to find someone else to go to this that she doesn't have to go. So Sean, if you want to get out of the house next Wednesday night, uh, you know, just let me know. We can go down. So all right. We will talk to you guys next week. Until we speak next, my name is Britt. And I'm Sean. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Hi, Deb. <laughs> <laughs>